Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels Podcast. And today, today, September 26th, 2018, we have our adventure episode. It's Drew here. Uh, uh, and Jack. And Jack. It's the Dread Pirate Just. The Dread. (laughs) And Nathan. Hey, guys, it's a trio. We're we're back at it again. We're back at it again. Does that make me physic? Am I am I the giant? Is that is that a fat joke? No, I'm I'm physic. Oh, you would be the giant. You're Vincini. Okay, I can I can take that. (gasps) You get to be the Spaniard. You're the Spaniard. No way. I feel very very honored to be. Yes. All right. You keep using the word. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Inconceivable. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't guessed it yet, today we're doing our adventure episode, and it is 1987's The Princess Bride, directed by Rob Reiner. My dad just uh, downloaded this episode, probably. He's Princess like, oh, yeah. Bride. Okay. Princess Bride is what brings us together today. today. Oh my I apologize gosh. ahead of time for anyone who uh, doesn't really like this film or just thinks that it's a, an okay film. If you don't like this film, get up. I don't know. We can can't we be friends? Can we still be friends? Are they the realest? Are they still the realest? Uh, they're definitely not the feelest. Because <sighs> this movie, man, talk about a blast from the past. Like I, every time you watch this film, you go, I remember when I first saw Fred Savage playing that video game. In the beginning, and thinking. <laughs> so I was the only one that was that was like eyeballing his rooms, like, oh, that's a Captain America toy. Oh there. no! Yeah, he has is... far too much stuff in his room. There's a, a William Refrigerator Perry Bears poster behind him. I I had a poster oh. much like that. Uh we're getting ahead of ourselves. These people haven't even heard the trailer yet. Oh, sorry, guys. Let's get back. Get settled. And, of course, remember that you are listening to The Real Feels Podcast right here, right now, doing The Princess Bride. As you wish. Inconceivable! I won't always come for you. How can you be sure? This is true love. Hold it, hold it. Is this a kissing book? This is a special book. It's got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. See? The cliffs of insanity! <laughs> he didn't fall? Inconceivable! You keep using the horde. I don't think it means what you think it means. My Wesley will always come for me. Your Wesley is dead. 
I've seen worse. Bye bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! Where's Buttercup? Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Buttercup is Mary Humperdinck, so all we have to do is get in, break up the wedding, steal the princess, make our escape. It doesn't need much time for Dilly Danny. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. You've always been so kind to me, and I won't be seeing you again since I'm killing myself once we reach the honeymoon suite. There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It would be a pity to damage yours. Ha-ha, <laughs> you fool! Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line! <laughs> As you wish. Oh. That's, that, some, that's some feels. It's every time. Every single time. It does not get old. You have Peter Falk like coming in and but just what narrating. what was. Oh, I love you. I love you. Buttercup was there. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he just would have said, oh, one more question. <laughs> you know, just did a little Columbo. That would have been perfect. <laughs> well, and I think we all were Fred Savage during mm-hmm. that scene of... Uh, Oh, you're going to watch The Princess Bride. Princess Bride? That does not sound very good. Is, are there any sports? Oh, yeah, there's sports. Of course there's sports. <laughs> Fencing, fighting, murder. Murder. <laughs> Irony. Miracles, romance. Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> Revenge is a sport. <laughs> Revenge is a sport. The way that he says it, too, just like very like, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Because he has to entice his grandson. I love his all like he's like I'll I'll try and stay awake. Oh, thank you, thank you very much, thank you. <laughs> I do a terrible Peter Falk. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, if your grandparents were to read you anything, what would they have read you guys as you were sick? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think because I I grew up with grandmothers <laughs> mostly. My my grandfather died when I was four, so I don't remember him that much. And my <laughs> and my paternal grandfather, like, I didn't know the man at all. So I had two grandmothers, two like very, what do I want to say, like old school kind of grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my grandpa would just I don't know what they would read me. <laughs> something where like you know, go out and earn your living <laughs> and it be w- nice to people. For me, it would have been something like the Secret of Nim. Uh, oh, you know, it's 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 got the animal aspect in it, but it's you know, got some very powerful themes. I think it would have been something like. Something to do with a farm. My 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 uh, my nana, my mother's mom. She so of mice and men. Oh no, she wouldn't. <laughs> Show me the rabbits, George. Tell me about them again. Where are they? I can see them across the river. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> my my gram- grandpa's would uh, probably read either um, the back of a K ration or uh, or victory at sea transcribed um, narrations because that's what one of my grandpas watched when I was just a just a pup and I would go up and I would change the videos for him of Victories at Sea which was a World War II just docuseries of the World War II and they were awesome but that's what he loved so I can't imagine him going Nathan let's read Lord of the Rings no no <laughs> yeah my grandparent okay you know now that I think about it more like my grandmother's they would, none of them would probably like read stories per se. My grandma would probably pull out the Bible. Oh, and, there and, we go. And, and read it. that. <laughs> and my nana, she would probably be reading like a newspaper full of coupons. 
because she <laughs> no she was a coupon lady and she was a crafter so she probably would might maybe even be reading like instructions for some type of new little craft that she was doing oh grandpas and grandmas are the best grandpa I don't know. Again, Grandpa and died. And Peter grandpa Falk is an awesome four. grandpa. Yes, like he comes over in winter to like a read to, and... to read to his son. I love how he comes in. He's all like, "How you doing? <laughs> I brought you something. How's the sickie? He's gonna pinch my cheek. He's he gonna pinch my ah, cheek." Fred Savage just gives the long suffering stare at his mom. Mm. Oh, Dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she leaves him alone. He gives him the book. Do you think that like? Having him unwrap it was kind of over, like, kind of anticlimactic for him. Like, oh, sweet, I got something. I cool. think oh. any, I think any kid who uh, sees but, a, a rap just got gift. done playing a video game. Oh, maybe it's a new video game. A book, <laughs> a book. Can't a wait book? to jump into yes. this. When I was a kid, television was called books. It was called and I'm books. thinking, this is not that old. Yeah. Like when you were a kid. I mean, I don't know when the radio. Yeah, like he probably like family sat around the, the radio. Lone Ranger rides again. That's what they did. Yeah. I mean, like you have like War of the Worlds kind of like coming to play. You know, people thought it was real. They listened to a radio drama and they thought the world was ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was this was the type of entertainment. So he, I don't know, it, it, that line kind of seems out of place to me where he's all like television was books. <laughs> but either way, he's not that happy with a book. Yeah, and and the setup should be though. The setup is okay. That that original that that initial narration of you know she liked to ride her horses and. And uh, mess with the the farm boy. The farm boy. She has no parents around. She somehow owns a farm on her own, but she no, she doesn't do any of the work. And she, like Robin Wright looks amazing she for does. being a farm was man. One of her first. She I think it was her first. Gorgeous. In the credits, Stunning. it says introducing Robin Wright. So when I saw her in House of Cards, I was like, <gasps> Oh, she still got it. As you wish. <laughs> or in a, or in Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But she still got it. But she the, still got it. Yeah. She still got it. Yeah. And uh, this is another uh, callback to uh, Glory with Carrie Ellis. Yes. <laughs> another movie coming into play. His delivery in this movie is is good. Uh, oh, the the dialogue and the wit, uh, it's fantastic. It it seemed a bit like you know the point where every single time you know it's it's as you wish, as you wish, as you wish. It got a little. Almost like too intense. You could tell, like the sexual tension, where she's all like, "Farm boy, uh, yeah, look fetch, around. Me, fetch me that picture." <laughs> and he around. just like he saunters over and like reaches up. There's your and, picture. <laughs> and clearly, clearly, he doesn't bathe. He's like the you know the lone construction worker who's got the dirt on his face. <laughs> and she's like, and grabbing the he picture. Pour, he Here pours it go. out. It's kind of like, Here's oh, sorry. Seems you're all wet. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Did I mention this is a family movie? Yeah, this <laughs> took a distinct U turn. <laughs> but it's, it's so like weird. Just like again, as you wish, as you wish, as you wish, as you wish, and then finally, like she realizes, oh, I do love him. He's doing everything for me. Then just get married. You don't have to go across the sea to find your fortune. But he does. It. Yeah, that is kind of odd. Like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, travel just... somewhere else. Clearly, there's no work here in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. All the jobs are overseas. I fear I'll never see you again. Of course you will. But what if something happens to you? Hear this now. I will always come for you. But how can you be sure? This is true love. It's in 
this happens every day. I love will keep us forever. I will always come for I you. I will always come for Daniel you. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I will find you. Oh, goodness gracious. But he does die. Or so she hears, yeah. because the the ship is attacked by the the dread pirate Roberts, which you don't need any more descriptors than that. Mm-hmm. You know exactly who the man is. He leaves no one alive, That's and right. uh, she goes into mourning. Yes, and she's plucked from her uh, her her agricultural farm life uh, to be. <laughs> Princess. Nothing, nothing gets done after, you know, Wesley's gone. She doesn't know how she to She doesn't work. even throw her hair into like a bun or Well, she, didn't like, well, she doesn't know how to do anything. She knows days. how to she knows how to ride. <laughs> she was left alone in the farm and she's like, I don't know how to do any I, of this. There's a there's an axe and a <laughs> So many pictures out of reach. <laughs> and my horse's saddle's not shiny. Whatever will I do? She has no idea what to do. I'm out. I'm gone. And I mean, it's 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 a little bit different than the original novel. The real estate agent was super stoked to get that listing. She's like, <laughs> yes, that farm is a really good farm. It's in a good location. Mm-hmm. It's I, away from everybody. Low me soil. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets scooped up by Humperdinck. They yeah. they sort of gloss over that. She just suddenly is is now set to marry him. She's set to be Princess Buttercup. Buttercup. Just a quick throwback to Willow, Kaya. Kaya holds down the fort, raises the baby. She raises two kids. Buttercup is not going to be collecting but- seeds <laughs> in the <laughs> forest. No, that's the whole point. Is All that she like, does is ride horses. Buttercup just is like, yeah, I'm out. Like, get rid of this, and you know, that's actually her only skill the entire time in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that she maybe, truly maybe shows she knows how to do. Finds her on sort of like a, a, a fantastical great. version of Tinder. It's called like Plow or something. And- <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why would it be called plow? Uh, you know what you're getting. You don't have to dignify that. Uh, it stands on its own. Okay. All right. Rack. <laughs> uh. So uh, her only joy is going out for her daily rides. And here we meet probably my, my favorite ensemble. The uh, ensemble who are, um, you know, coincidentally ordained in height. Yes. yes. Yeah. Vinzini, Vinzini, the, uh, the witty Sicilian. Yeah, uh, he's Sicilian because you never mess with the Sicilian. Mess, you never uh, take w- on Sicilian. Shawn, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Mandy Patinkin the as uh, the Spaniard, Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya, so good. And Andre the Giant. Rest as, in peace. Mm-hmm. Moment of silence. Mm-hmm. 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 Got one a peanut. <laughs> right after they kidnap him the first time and they're playing like the rhyming game because he's, he tries him he's all like you have amazing gift for rhymes he's all like oh that Vizini you know he's a uh, I don't think he means any harm 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 he's really low on charm, charm. inconceivable <laughs> no more rhyming <laughs> I mean it anybody want a peanut ah <laughs> He yeah. gets upset because, like, you know, he finds out, Andre, he finds out that they're going to have to kill Buttercup. And he's like, you didn't say we're going to kill anybody. And he's like, this is not your concern. So <laughs> I'll he, do the killing. I'll do the killing. He uses, like, big words and suddenly, like, you know, Andre kind of, like, backs down. And he, you know, he is back in being the employee instead of actually standing up to his boss. And after, you know, Vizini goes on the little tirade, he's all like, when I found you, you were so drunk, you couldn't bribe Brandy. And you. 
understand you. Brainless, friendless. Do you want to go back where you found you? Unemployed in, in Greenland. Greenland. <laughs> yeah. oh, so Guys, buckle us, up for some quotes. We're going to quote This brings everything. us to the, the, one of my biggest questions of the film is, was Wesley just happened to be coming back at that moment to claim Batacop, or did he just happen to stumble upon this? It, it seems like his sudden appearance in the ship following them. Possibly. I mean, yeah. he is the, dread, he, he is the he, dread pirate Roberts. Did he maybe hear he wind has or a, whispers? Of, maybe he has a spy the, network within Humperdinck's castle. Yes, the, the, uh, the plot to start a war with Gilda. Gilda! Gilda. Which are two real places in real life, actually. Well, actually, and the Gilder and the Florin are, are, are currency, Danish currency from, from that But Flora well. is actually like a real place in... Yeah. So, a weird movie connection. I totally was like, wait, Gilder? Because uh, in A Knight's Tale, yes, Gilderland. And I'm like, what? Did they just reference The Princess Bride? But I'm glad that it's real. Possibly. Real, you know. Uh, it could be. Yeah. Let's just assume they did. Yeah, you know, let's pretend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he is right on their tail somehow in all the ocean. Kerplunk. And he's, like, gaining speed on them. Like, he's picking up uh, the pace. One-man boat. And right, they... he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's slowly catching the pace. And, you know, you have Inigo constantly, like, looking back. He's like, are you sure we're not being followed? It would be completely inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> but the Cliffs of Insanity, which, great oh, You're shot. missing the eels. The, the eels. shrieking eels. The shrieking eels. The shrieking eels. Is the, did you hear that, princess? Those are the sounds of the shrieking eels. At least they're not men of small stature dressed in rat suits. This wow. is this is very true. The, a fun little, like, you know, kind of a tidbit. The difference between the book and the movie right now, when she jumps over, she jumps into the water, and it's not shrieking eels, but rather it's like sharks. Sharks, it's a bunch yeah. of sharks. And he puts them in a frenzy because he throws over a cup of his own blood into the water to, like, make them go nuts. I, man, the book got, like, Really dark at that point. Really but fast. I mean, but I mean, I like the shrieking eel kind of idea. It's it's a bit more fantastical, so yeah. it makes it a lot more. Uh, I, I think it's funny because she had never tried to jump out or save herself before. Then, well, now there's a ship. Now there is someone who could possibly save her. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, Andre the Giant, uh, you know, socks the eel and <laughs> one just one falcon one punch boom. to the one face. Punch. <laughs> <A> falcon punch. <laughs> He, uh, he, Nicolas Cage, bear punched the eel. Oh, yes. And uh, brings us to the Cliffs of, of Insanity! insanity! <sighs> Which, I guess, like, in the book, in the book, it's a real place you can go to. So, I mean, it's... Move the thing! It's... And the other, the <laughs> other thing! <sighs> you have to go here. around hours to find a dock. And I'm thinking, why couldn't he just get out and swim to this one? Yeah. <laughs> What's keeping him from that? Obviously nothing, because he, he eventually finds his way there. Vizzini is actually, he's he's giving Fezzik a lot of crap. You know, it's like, move faster, faster. It's like, I'm having to carry three I'm people. I'm three. I'm, and they're like, and he only has one. I, no excuses. And he, I, he's positioned like right in front of it's him. It's right in front of him. God, so when he's awkward. him? <laughs> right in front. It's like, move faster. <laughs> I can't go any further. Uh, I said faster. <laughs> but I mean, could you imagine how much he has to like, He's pressing up against him on the mountainside when they get to the top. Yeah. That has to, like... So, like, under under the giant's back was, like, so damaged from doing years and years of wrestling. So they had to, like, take great care mm-hmm. when doing the stunts. In that scene, if you look back at his face when he's trying to, like, pull himself up and also, like, 
probably positioned well enough so um, the Zini can get out and onto the top. You can see him like straining. Yeah, at, and at the end when uh, Prin- Princess Buttercup, you know, jumps out the window and he catches her, she's on like tethers. Uh, she, she only he jumps could not a, a bear foot. her. Yeah, bear her weight. Oh my god! And his back, his back is actually up against a board. Yeah. So Guys, it this is so... like movie magic that, like, I don't think the audience wants to. Like, that's sad. That sucks. I mean, it's it's sad, but I think it's more intriguing to see exactly like one the depths that they actually went through to accommodate Andre the yeah. Giant for the role. And mm-hmm. honestly, I can't see anybody else do this because originally, before Andre the Giant, they wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, I'm a Terminator. Yeah. Ooh. But by the time that the movie was being made. Schwarzenegger had made too much of a name for himself, and they couldn't afford him. Yeah, and Liam Neeson was also a possibility, but Rob Reiner uh, balked that uh, Liam Neeson was only six foot four, and uh, oh. just not giant enough. Just not giant enough. When when Arnold Schwarzenegger is six one, yeah, but he was a bigger name. They also tried offering the uh, the role to uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but he was a but little that, too busy with the NBA. That could have been interesting, but he's, that could have been interesting. He's more like life and and sort of gangly right Korean when under the giant is literally he's a giant he of a man you couldn't have cast anybody better yeah. i don't think so yeah right and he can also he can drink or he could drink like crazy there's so many accounts of him just like yeah. there was there was an account one night where it was him and i believe it was carrie Elwes. like he drank 12 bottles of wine yeah. it, it, i don't know if this was during the filming That's or around insane. that time but That's he so got much. so drunk that he passed out in the hotel lobby mm-hmm. and they, <laughs> they couldn't can... do anything nobody could get <laughs> no him can... up no so one can just move put, like the velvet ropes around, around him. him like don't touch the exhibit <laughs> yes. children we've got a, we've got an andre the giant hazard here just go around <laughs> just go around well, i mean no, who's going to try and lift? I mean, one, a guy who has like severe like back injuries, mm-hmm. who is seven foot tall, over 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. No one's going to touch the man. Yeah. He went out to uh, dinner with um, Robin. Robin Wright. Robin Wright, yeah. So he went out to dinner with her. He ordered four appetizers, five entrees, and a cask of wine. Drew, I did the same thing last That's... night. I don't see what <laughs> A cask of wine? Is, is that it? Sorry. Oh. You're right. You're right. I mean, I only ordered four entrees the other night. <laughs> what? Oh, a my. drum of jelly? Like, <laughs> who's getting these units of measurement? <laughs> like, that's insane. Mary. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I think the point is just to come down to he was a giant of a man, yet he still filled our hearts. Aw. Aw. Well, he's sort of like the Lenny of the, the film, except we don't, you don't get. Well, Lenny, at the end. Lenny does not. But he's, give you the, he's sort of the gentle giant. But he doesn't give you the com- like. I think that he's still a little bit of the comedy. Like even like with oh, the yeah. boulders and stuff. Like oh, I didn't have to miss. You. I didn't have like, to miss. Yeah. My way's not very sportsmanlike. <laughs> but I mean, no, yeah, yeah he, do, now, he does like, bring uh, he does bring comedy to the to the movie, and he he also is the kind of character that you can sympathize with, really, especially with he he is balancing the morals. Like Anigo is doing the job for, as he said to pay the bills until he can seek his revenge. And, you know, Fezzik's character is just like, I have nowhere to go. And, and Vincini has brought these these two men together, and we've seen a demonstration of why he has hired the giant. But now, at the top of the Cliffs of Insanity, we get to see why he hired the Spaniard, mm. Montoya, with uh, what was billed during the time as the greatest modern-day sword fight uh, that I think was like three over three minutes long. And the two actors, Inigo and Carrie Elwes, or Mandy Patinkin and Carrie Elwes, trained under the same uh, 
people that trained uh, Errol Flynn and mm-hmm. choreographed the some of the lightsaber scenes in uh, Empire Strikes Back right. and Return of the Jedi. And they had never had any type of like sword training before the movie ever. And, and they. There were no stunt. There were no stunt doubles. That like was the little. That was like, all them. The little gymnast, right? The gymnast scene. dismount. But either way, like it was all yeah. them doing the sword fighting. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? You're very good. <laughs> I've I've Don't trained hard to become so. <laughs> I must know. I must get used to disappointment. <laughs> well, I. You're a good man. I hate to kill you. <laughs> and I love when they're fighting and they're, they're they're talking about the different like schools of swordsmanship. Like, uh, oh, I. I see you're using Benetti's defense against me. Ah, you must have known I use Capoeira. Yeah. Oh, that is that is true. If your grippa is not good, yeah. but I got something to tell you. Why are you smiling? I'm not left-handed. left-handed. <laughs> that's, that's such a great. You're using Bonetti's defense against me. Ah, huh? I thought it fitting considering the rocky terrain. Naturally, you must expect me to attack with Capoeira. Naturally, but I find that Tibble cancels out Capoeira. Don't you? Unless the enemy has a study, he's a Gripa. Which I have. You are wonderful. Thank you. I've worked hard to become so. I admitted you are better than I am. Then why are you smiling? Because I know something you don't know. And what is that? I am not left-handed. Great moment, too, of... Because it shows, it gives you like all the feels of, hey, these are two masters of their craft. Of so- and they're both enjoying the hell out of yeah, themselves. They're like, right, no, and like, and so this is fun. It's fun, and despite the fact that like it is a kids movie, kind of like almost made for adults. Okay, it detracts from any type of anxiety that you could possibly have for the scene because you still know that like, oh, they're totally in danger, but it's like a fairy tale. So I'm not really that worried about anything. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they're still laughing and, you know, trading, you know, witty banter back and forth well, between sword plays. When Nigga loses his sword, like, you know, the Wesley doesn't go in for the kill. The Dread Pirate yeah. runs. Right. He's, he's like, he's sort of get, like me, oh, yeah, go, get me quickly. Go retrieve it. Or, or when the sword gets flicked out of the hand and there's sort of that theatrical, like, you know, run, jump down the rock, and then boom, just catch the sword. You know, without missing any beats. I love the because you can see the you can see the guy above him like drop the sword mm-hmm. almost. You can see the shadows off the walls. But ever even since the moment where he's climbing up the rope, there is this connection between the two of them of like respect. I hate waiting. Yeah, like oh, like I, I really want to. I don't like, think you could speed it up a bit. Like, look, unless you have a rope or something <laughs> or a tree branch, this is rather difficult. He's uh, like, you don't trust me? Nope, no, nope, I've known too many Spaniards. <laughs> You're like, I swear on the soul of my father, you will make it to the top of life. Yeah, throw me the rope. Throw me the rope. <laughs> let's, let's get to he the rope. He lets him rest before. He's, before he's a gentleman. Gets the rocks out of his boots. It's, yeah. it's back to the idea of like, you know, this, this code of chivalry that obviously he has adapted from studying swordplay for so long. Mm-hmm. So. He even gives him his sword to examine at one right. point. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, any other. Uh, it's a. Ge- film, it is know, a gentleman's duel. Real life, they would be like, oh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, Sweet. He would have like taken the sword. He's all like, truly, I have seen no other. Stab. <laughs> like, thank you. I shall take it now. Yeah. It, <laughs> now I have two. <laughs> now I have two. But he defeats him in the sword play. And he tells him he's all like, understand, I hold you in the highest of regards. And then he, you know, gets his. Uh, his sheath, and he 
runs off. Finds out that he now has to face a giant. Which we get uh, we get blanketed with another inconceivable. Inconceivable! Uh, when uh, Vincini sees him coming now. Right. It's bested my Spaniard! So he, tell, he tells uh, Fezzik, he says, just, you take care of him. How do I do that? Do it your way. My way. My way. What way is my way? Grab one of those rocks. When he comes into view, throw the rock at his head. My he runs not there as sportsman. <laughs> sportsman. <laughs> and uh, we find that, one, he misses on purpose with the first rock, mm-hmm. explains it to him that he didn't have to miss, and then he says, we use our own, we use like our God-given skills, and he's all like, so, no rocks, no swords, not my and fault, we try the to, biggest and the strongest. we try to kill each other like, you know, <laughs> civilized people. Yes. <laughs> this was another time in which um, specialized ramps had to be placed behind under the giant so that Carielis isn't putting any direct weight on his back. Man. So when it's when it's facing Andre's face and Carielis is behind him, he's standing on these, you know, specifically placed ramps. Now when it's a wide shot and you have Carielis on the back of Andre the giant, it's a stunt double. Because like there's the moment from far away when they when he slams him into the back, you can see how much shorter the stunt double is and he's wearing this like grotesque looking mask. Even in like a a quick still frame, it's just it's not a it's not a flattering mask that they make the stunt double wear. Though I do like how uh, Fezzik is sort of explaining as he's fighting that uh, well he's just not used to fighting one man. He's I'm more specialized in large groups. <laughs> I don't think I could take Lucy. I don't think I could take on more than ten. <laughs> okay, but it's it's a nice little fight scene that wraps up kind of quickly. Yeah, and yeah, uh, and he even kind of. Uh, gives him an, a little nod of like, you know, you're a good dude. Totally understand. Like, this is just, you know. Sleep well sleep. and dream of large <laughs> women. <laughs> and then on to. He rolls him ponder, ro- ponderously rolls him over to check to make sure that he's right? still alive. Right? You know what? The recovery position. Yeah. This mm-hmm. seems like a perfect match for like Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Like. No? I think Brienne of Tarth has her. Large her what? <laughs> a large mark. Large is march. that what you said? Yeah. It works. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but now we have a battle of wits ahead of us, which is Iocane Powder. I think is one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. Just the, the dialogue. The dialogue back and forth. It's like how witty it is and how clever. And I love the quick, you know, like, what on earth could that be? The whole like, look, a diversion. <laughs> but he tries to uh, outsmart the man in black. A battle of wits. To the like, death! To the death? <laughs> I accept. <laughs> Have you heard of Plato? Socrates? Aristotle? Yes? Morons. <laughs> That's one of my, my favorite quotes is, uh, you've fallen for one of the two great blunders in history. The first being, don't get into a prolonged land war in Asia. And the second is, never go in against the Sicilian when death is on the line. And then he realizes. And he realizes that. Okay, obviously he has now drunk the poison with iocane powder, and he dies. Luckily, the man in black, Wesley, has built up an immunity. I love that it's also not uh, not grotesque. You know, it's just very like ha ha. Oh, just like a quick death, and then just falls over. It's it's all of a sudden. Now it's it's tasteless, odorless, and dissolves quickly in water. Yet when Humperdinck comes to the iocane powder, I bet my my life on it. (laughs) And you're like, what? He plays such how did a great you, scumbag. How did you smell it? I also didn't understand like how he's putting, like he's doing the footwork. 
and well, like, he's like supposed scuffing... to be like a master tracker. Yeah, he's okay. supposed to be the greatest huntsman. He can he can track a falcon on a cloudy day. But he's like matching their footsteps, but like scuffing. I'm like, well, how after did, he turned around, how did you know that they? Scuffed? He needs okay. to put on a show yeah. for his men. His little tunic that, like, you know, kind of his swirl flirls around. <laughs> <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> uh, oh, and, and I like how he he doesn't initially. Wesley doesn't initially reveal himself as Wesley. He's because he's a little he's a little butt hurt. He's a like. He's, um, he is. I'm going to rescue you, princess, but uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of the cold shoulder. Yeah. You, madam, bit. are a liar. Incapable of love. Is more you like wait it. three whole weeks? <laughs> whole weeks before you you and your beloved were engaged? I died that day. I never said he was my true love. Your so-called enduring faithfulness. It's <laughs> <laughs> great dialogue. Oh. But he, uh, he does reveal that he knows this Wesley that she oh, speaks yeah. of. <laughs> and uh, he even says, like, he died well. No groveling. No crying out for forgiveness. Please, he said. Please just let me stay alive. And apparently it was the pleas that uh, made the Dread Pirate Roberts spare our Wesley's life <gasps> for some time. <laughs> that was a warning. Next time my head flies on its own. There are penalties where I come from, from where, where a woman, woman lies. <laughs> I've, I have used that. I bet you have. <laughs> Much, much to the long sufferingness <laughs> oh, of Anna, I've used that. Uh, <laughs> oh, she puts up with a lot. She puts up. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but uh, we have we have Prince Humberdink up on the uh, horizon, coming for them, and uh, she pushes him down the hill. She's like, "You can die too, for all I care." As you. Landing gear. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> definitely a landing gear moment uh, with their uh, with the, God, the clear stunt doubles. Oh my God, Wesley! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what she could easily she could easily like, have walked down the hill or something. Oh, oh. I don't understand like why she. I mean, it, it hurts to watch the stunt doubles roll down that hill. Well, I was thinking during that scene is them doing the voice acting for all the grunts and Ooh. groans. Ah. As a, ah. 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 Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, there is the reveal that it is Wesley, and she's he was all like, "Can you move?" And she's like, "Move! You're I alive! Could I could fly!" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now everything's okay because uh, he's alive. She's she's there, and now they're gonna make a break for it. And they're in this land that has some very unusual uh, the Guild of Frontier, <laughs> the Guild of Frontier. <laughs> Did I'm you? Sorry. sorry. Did did you not grow up with a fire swamp, Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How often? I mean, every neighborhood kid had an ROUS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lightning I mean, sands that, were, that were clearly true. marked in my my park, so you right, can avoid them. Right. Uh, the fire is probably the most <laughs> confusing. Not the not the ROUSs because the roads of usual size. These are like little, it's like pockets of gas that clearly get ignited. That ignite and then just what? Yeah, do you not have pockets <laughs> of gas. It's like the Earth is having a little bit of a hot fart here and there. Right. <laughs> Why do they ignite though? Like, what? What spark is causing them to ignite? Why not? Why, I don't know. Why are you questioning like, the spark of your imagination? Because this <laughs> just <laughs> this just feels like such a weird, uh, like funhouse. You know, placement like, oh, let's make it 
with with pits of sand that you know lightning like sand like <laughs> <laughs> with lightning sand. It's actually called snow sand in the book, mm. which I don't see as well. I do deadly. like how he's telling her the story of how he was captured by Dread Pirate Roberts, and he did tell him the, the whole true love thing, and he took him on his ship. And uh, good night, Wesley. Good work. I'll probably kill you. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. And that's just a great little little story, and then explains the progression of the Dread Pirate Roberts, and and uh, yeah, uh, I like the exposition, the backstory. It's it's definitely one of those moments where it's it's explaining everything. It's making sure that she's okay. You know, he's trying to validate why he's been gone for so long. It's like, well, I had to run a pirate ship, love. Sorry. <laughs> It's a I whole business. Just come back, <laughs> yeah. but it feels like this scene is sort of a slowdown in the midst of the movie because you've got gotten off this to this great start, and he's defeated these three opponents, and now they're, they're you had this urgency, and now they're the, right the now they're casually swim. walking around. I love how much of an optimist he is, and she's kind of like <laughs> the, the the negative Nancy. He's all like looking around, you know, it's not that bad in here, and she gives him that look of like, "Are you insane?" <laughs> We could die. And he's like, what? What does that say? He's probably been in worse. Rodents have you usually sighed? I don't think they exist. <laughs> so director Rob Reiner actually did the vo- uh, the the sounds for the rodents of unusual size. So he did all of the grunting and the squealing. And they took the same sounds and put them back through a harmonizer. And the take that he did, he nearly lost his voice because the sound engineer forgot to hit record on the first time. So we had to go back and do them all over again. Oh my gosh. But like all the sounds for the rats, like or the rodents of unusual size, are him. But, I love the fact that it's me, Rob Reiner. I like how somebody off camera just throws a stuffed rodent of unusual size at Gary Elway. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like watching the birds and yeah, they're constantly yeah. like they threw all the chickens and pigeons at her mm-hmm. when she went into the attic. And Buttercup is not really much of a help in this fight. No, She's not she help is. in any way. She brings up that log to like beat it in the head, but then she falls over when it starts like biting at the lower part of her dress, and it's like hit it in the head. Well, I'm not going to be much help in this, like I wasn't on any of the other ones. So up to she's, you. She's not much of help yeah. at all throughout the movie, anyways. Yeah, she doesn't really do anything. She just throws down really good like she dialogue. Is beautiful. Yeah, she is an angel. And it's Robin a, it's a <laughs> love that is, is a found treasure. Once in a century, if you're lucky. Flora's in love. <laughs> Either way, so they get out of the forest. They know the the uh, um, the swamp. They know the uh, the dangers. They've conquered them, but they are met. They are met by the six fingered man and Lord Gets. Humperdinck, and. His Lone, band of merry men. His band of merry men. But she uh, she offers herself up. She says she'll go back as long as Wesley will not be hurt. And Humberdick does something very clever. He says, like, I promise I will not harm him. Mm-hmm. So that's what because made the, the fire feel man's like such to. a slog is that, like, it was ultimately pointless. Yeah. They got to the other side. There's Humpy Boy and uh, Humpy and, Boy and Christopher Guest. That's his just, new name, Humpy Boy. Humpy Boy. Hump Diggity. You know, Hump Diggity. <laughs> I like the way you tracked me, me up, Hump Diggity. <laughs> dun 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 dun. dun. Uh, so oh, when he gosh. when he takes uh, when he takes uh, Buttercup away, and it's just uh, uh, Cariel or Wesley and Shabby and uh, the Six Figured Man. I love the line that Cariel was says like. We are man of a- we are men of action. Lies do not. Lies don't. Us. He's like, well said. 
And then he, uh, he, he notices clocks him on the head, which actually did knock out Carrie Elwood. Did it really? Yeah, they had to <laughs> shut down production for the day. Oh my god! Because <laughs> Carrie always told him, "Yeah, go ahead and That's hit me." That's a wrap. And he overestimated. Oh my the gosh! Of uh, of damage the that strike did to the back of Carwell's or the top of his head. Wow. So this I believe counts as the second injury that he had sustained during the recording because on an opposite po- opposite pole of his body. Right, on opposite <laughs> pole of his body. So like before he was pushed down the hill and the whole like as you wish. The day before he had actually been in a dune buggy accident and he nearly broke his ankle. So if you watch the entire um filming of that, he's careful to like how he puts the weight on his uh, on his foot, and uh, he he's very you know apt to like lean down a certain way. The way he gets up, he does like this like one legged like flamingo kind of like you know stance to get Simple back up. Fix. Don't go right. doom buggy riding while you're on set. Well, I mean, Rob Reiner even was trying to like suggest you no, know, we can film other scenes, and Carrie Elwes was like, nope, let's get it done. We were supposed to film this today. I'm ready. But honestly, if, if Andre the Giant invites you to ride his his. Uh, Recreational vehicle, you yeah, you ride on with you do. You, you, I, you I wouldn't ride. pass it up. Yeah, no, no. But uh, <laughs> Wesley, <laughs> but Wesley is uh, he is not taken back to his uh, the ship of the Dread Pirate Roberts. He is he's oh, no. taken to the pit, the pit of despair. Don't try to escape. Don't, it. don't even try to escape. So, what I love though is that in the novel, you actually have what is called. Like of the the zoo of death, so Prince Humperdinck is obviously this avid hunter. The zoo is like below the castle, and it has five levels. The first level is enemies of speed. Second level, enemies of strength. Third level, enemies of poison. Fourth level, enemies of fear. And Wait, then the fifth level. So it just goes to a whole D and D dungeon like downstairs. Wouldn't that be great? Aceract is in the Why basement. Why is the in the heck? basement? Why That's was right. this not the movie? Right. This is what you do, Ready Player One. You get it right. Like, oh my Thank gosh. You. you get it right. They just go, oh yeah, we're turning on this machine that's a bunch of wheels and gears, and they just suck the life, air quotes, suck the life out of you. Right, that's- because obviously the design of the suction cup has been around for years and decades. But yeah. I mean, so this is what it's supposed to be. Like, you have all these different levels of animals at the ready for Prince Humperdinck to hunt. I don't think they could have pulled that off. In and the- Oh, no, no, no. No yeah. way they could have. They would have had to have, like, you know, permits, animal trainers. Who cares? But oh the fifth level, gosh. the fifth level of the zoo of death is supposed to be for something as just as dangerous as Humperdinck. Man. Man. Cue the most dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another dude that you have to fight? Well, I, well, that's where he's put into, uh, into the fifth level. Is it a minotaur? No, no, no. Like, I I'm mean, just joking. I, I hate you. Humperdinck. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm Humpening, humpening, humpening. <laughs> but that's where he's put. So instead of actually having like this giant zoo of death, they, you know, obviously made the pit of despair. But it doesn't, so it just sucks the life out of you. Nothing. That's the part that I kind of, oh, there's, you're not doing it's anything. It's the machine. With, yes. But what is it? It sucks the life out of you. It sucks the life out of you. It sucks literally like if you go to level one, it is one year, one year of your life. So he sucks the rest of the 50 years out of the Not 50! Not, not a 50! Not a 50! <laughs> <laughs> but that has no real payoff. 
It's but not he's, like, but oh, he's doing a study, and it's for for posterity. So please be honest. Yeah, Humperdinck isn't like gaming those. You know, it's not like Humperdinck doesn't care. No, he just I mean, wants like, him to study. This is the six fingered man. Okay, and the albino. Yeah, the albino. <laughs> Which I love. Very expressive. I love <laughs> that, that character's funny to me, even though he's only in like three what, scenes, two, two. Three, two or three scenes. I think it's I think it's funny because like. With him like tending to the wounds, and then they have the machine and him outside coming back, <laughs> dabbing. <laughs> well, you defeated He's so the giant. dainty about cleaning the wounds. You made it through the fire swamp, so you must be very brave. <laughs> but no one beats the machine. Yeah, I, I also noticed that he's wearing like like a friar's monk. Yeah, monk. very monk. Yeah, so it kind of made me wonder a little bit about the backstory of. If, uh, of the albino, he's sort of like almost like the like a so fallen maester, right? In a way. Yeah, okay. possibly because he has like the friars thing. He has like plague sores on his mouth. Mm, well, some leprosy. love sores, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's why he's no longer oh, a friar. Possibly, he was not chased. <laughs> he was not chased. That's why he's bunged out. So in the novel, the machine is actually not even built yet, and. That's lame. Wesley, Wesley, like the machine is the machine is under construction, and Wesley is actually held captive, not for ten days before the wedding, like in the movie, but for ninety days. And for ninety days, it is normal, like torture methods. I still think that you just do the five levels, and you know, every day he's like doing it. You know, I don't know. That's it's like healing potions that he can find. I mean, okay, so. (laughs) In the, okay, so in the book, when you know Inigo and um, into the Fezzik the go back monkey. to right. <laughs> <laughs> our the challengers blue, today, the blue barracudas, <laughs> Olmec, <gasps> oh, legends of the, the hidden, hidden pit t- of despair. <laughs> Legends of the Zoo of Death. There you the go. Pit of Despair. That's where they got to go. Because actually, you know what? There's we, a Temple Guardian. <laughs> we do have challengers. Later on in the book, you have Anigo and Fezzik. When they go back, they have to get the man in black. They have to get Wesley. They go through the four layers to get to the fifth. What? So they have much. to. They, yeah, this, okay. this would have been The a book would have been great. They have to fight a, they, Okay, film. so they have to fight a python. They have to go uh, and try and survive a cloud of bats and avoid a poisonous spider that is hiding underneath the door handle. Yeah, but like the the original screenplay for uh, Ghostbusters was like scientists go on interdimensional time traveling ghost hunts. But why was this <laughs> not made? But they there's no way that could have been made then. And that sounds you great. Have to sort of yeah, going down. They could, maybe they could have done it now instead of the. Could you imagine going throughout history and hunting ghosts? Yeah. That would have been that would have been really neat to see. Yeah. So, but at the same time, he, Wesley is you know he's been taken to his ship, and the the princess is the the wedding day is approaching, and there's well, the, the full fastest ships. In he's the been taken to his ship. Yeah. Air quotes. Air quotes. Um. And he we'll there's right sort of the, the weird plot device order to his like master of security to like he wants the thieves forest cleared out by, you know, on his wedding day. Because there's this rumor that his wife shall be murdered on their the wedding. The rumor day. that he started. That he started. Um but that's that's <laughs> there's only but one key. That's so. where we get uh uh Inigo and, and Fezzik back, because you know, 
Fezzix on the Brute Squad. I'm waiting for you, Vizzini. Mm-hmm. I went back to the beginning. Like you told me. <laughs> yeah, surrounded in bottles. He, uh, I guess he finally could afford brandy. I was just about to say, he could find brandy, yeah. yeah. Well, I love the sobering up montage that Fezzik takes him donkey. through, like, you know, like, like spoon feeding He's him spoon stew feeding him. that he, like, passes out into. <laughs> and then, the... and then he, he dunks him from hot water to cold water and then cold water to hot water. That's, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I love his reaction. He's like, Anna, Anna. <laughs> Hair all wet. Tell uh, me where he is. Yep. He's like, he's in the castle. He's guarded by 30 men. <laughs> so at this point, uh, the princess is then now threatened that uh, she's going to she's going to kill herself. And she it's been revealed that he lied to her. He's but like, oh, had, my, my Amada will be waiting for She us. had her dream. Yeah. The dream where she became the queen. And we have Fred Savage like, no, Grandpa, you read it wrong. What? You read it wrong. What do you mean? Boo! Boo! Bow down to the Rush. queen of slime. <laughs> The queen of refuge. <laughs> the queen of putrescence. It's like, man, for the for a commoner, you got some pretty good diction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... It's like because you have love in your head. You have true love. <laughs> and honestly, like, at this point, I'm sorry, like, someone doesn't like you, Buttercup? Is this the first time someone's being mean to you? It's Robin Wright. Why do you, why do, this you is do the first time. Why do you say these things? This is probably the first person in Robin Wright's life that was like... Yeah, and she was like, "Wait, are you acting? Or are you being real with me?" Like, your true love lives. <laughs> she's living the <laughs> high life, another. ordering around farm boys. Now she's, oh, I'm a princess. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta live in the lap of luxury. Now. Well, she knew that, like, after the real estate agent sold the you know, farm, she's like, "There's no way that I'm getting that back." So, like, what, what, where are Wesley and I gonna go? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> you know, she swiped right on Humperdinck uh, on Plow. Um, <laughs> so. There's a Spaniard giving us some trouble. Will you give him some trouble? <laughs> Miracle Max. Okay, is... yeah, finding. Well, they can't. They can't go to Miracle Max yet because because she has to piss off Humperdinck. She has to so piss off Humperdinck. I would Wesley. not say such things if I were you. I would not say such things if I were you. And he <laughs> treats her like a petulant child. Locks her. Locks her in the room. And then apparently runs from the castle all the way to the pit of despair. <laughs> He's like, you two could have been very happy together. Possibly even love. But no one will suffer like you. <laughs> Not to Not 50! Fezzik, <laughs> do you hear that? That is the sound of ultimate suffering. That is the sound my heart made the day, day my, my father, father was died. slaughtered. Look, we must go find the man in black. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me. Fezzik. Everybody move. Everybody move. <laughs> so they just happen to be in the grove where the uh, the fallen maester. The albino. Yeah. The albino. <laughs> uh, Let's the uh, sword do the And he, the jog- well, he jogs his memory. Sorry, I jogged him too hard. <laughs> <laughs> the expression on his face when he gets knocked out just falls over. It's priceless. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he calls upon the like the spirit of his father to like embody the sword. I, I thought the sword was gonna break when it hit the tree. Did you see that thing the bend? bend? Yeah, the bend on it. I thought it was gonna snap. So would this have been too much if you had like Mel Brooks be like the spirit of his father and go like <laughs> it's it's right here? Freaking yogurt shows up. <laughs> <laughs> just like presses. What are the, you doing? Presses the button on it. He's like, yeah, it's just it's just right here. You heard of me? Heard of you? Who hasn't heard of yogurt? Yogurt the wise. Yogurt the all-powerful. Yogurt the magnificent. 
please, please, don't make a fuss. I'm just plain yogurt. Like, all right, kid, I love you. I'm out. And just a real quick this cameo. Is the same Ricardo like- Montalban shows up <laughs> yeah. and like Return the Jedi Obi Wan blue ghost stuff, and it's just like, what are you doing? Uh, it tasks me. It tasks me. You press that knot right there. Humperdinck <laughs> murdered your father. <laughs> the tree is over there. Is this it? Yeah. It's behind you. Uh, so they get in. The spirit of his father is the same demon from uh, Fleet Street. <laughs> hey. Hey. I didn't know. <laughs> Where's the demon? Where's the demon? But they, but they make their way down to the pit of despair. They find out that uh, he, he is dead. But they need a miracle, so they go to Miracle Max. Who kills Kill? Humperdinck, though? I, no. ah, but no, no one. We find out that Humperdinck doesn't die, and Fred Savage is very upset. You're taking this story very seriously. Very seriously. You You're upset. To I gotta stop now. You're sick. You got a fever. No, no, it's 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 okay, Grandpa. I'm I'm okay. Con- continue, Grandpa. Do you want to stay for dinner? Yes, I like a nice piece of fish. <laughs> but soft and two (laughs) miracle max billy crystal i was so happy with this Mm -hmm. so 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 happy miracle max always loving a uh a nice uh what is it an mlt a mutton lettuce tomato sandwich mutton's real thin Thin and nice and And carol kane who plays opposite him uh, his wife (laughs) liar liar she both of them do really really well playing off each other and just the the old couple that have been married way too long. Which it's very much like one side of my my grandparents. My, okay. my father's parents were very argumentative, but at the end of the day, they they still like, very nah, much loved each other. Love but each other. it had that whole yeah. But of course, uh, he he did not say true love. He said to blame, to blame. which means to bluff. bluff. Uh, so you guys are playing cards, and he lost, and then liar, liar. <laughs> Don't say that name. What? Humpeting, huh? Humpeting, humpeting, humpeting. And yeah, she just does it just to piss him off. I think they play off that in Lion King when the hyenas, like Whoopi Goldberg's character, is all like Mufasa. <laughs> Ooh, say it again. Tell me about it. I just hear that name and I shut up. Mufasa. Do it again. Mufasa. 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 It tingles me. I'm surrounded by idiots. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <laughs> and then Carol Kane is a, a link for, to between Princess Bride and another of my favorite movies, which is Bill Murray's Scrooged. Mm. Carol Kane plays oh. the ghost of Christmas Future, which is an amazingly just hilarious role for her. She's too. in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the, the show with mm. uh, uh, Tina Fey puts on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's good. Not phenomenal, but... She's been she's been in a lot of different stuff and never really had I think. Well, she's a character actress. Yeah, good one though. Yeah, yeah. But but Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. You you could not find someone better to like have this comedic timing with what he was doing. Just the whole like he's all like, "Humbling gets to suffer. I'll do it. I've never done a miracle for so cheap. Get out of here! I'll call the brute squad. I'm on the brute squad. squad. You, you are, are the, the brute squad. squad. <laughs> I." I laughed so hard at that every single time, and even more this time around. But it's just, it's so funny. It's not like, that is the miracle pill. The chocolate coating makes it go down easier. But you got to wait 15 minutes for potency. And he shouldn't go swimming afterwards. For how long? At least an hour. At least an hour. Such grandparents. Like, uh. So in the book, the the miracle pill, when they give it to him, it only brings him back to life for an hour. 
And then in the book as well, apparently Miracle Max like mixes up some measurements with the ingredients and it's only good for 40 minutes. Mm. So they have to like... It's a cut rate miracle. <laughs> right. They have to like storm the castle, stop the wedding and, you know, get Princess Buttercup back within the 40 minute time. So, I mean, it's it's definitely more urgency than than in the movie. But I do love the... So uh, you're saying that if it had been modeled after the book, it would have been more like, the final countdown. <laughs> I apologize. I'll yeah. say something. <laughs> Is your Uber here? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't, okay, getting back to where they give him the pill and he revives and everything, he's like, you know, he can move his hands. <laughs> like, you moved your finger. Does that make you happy? Does that make you happy? That's wonderful. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> boys. Have fun storming the, the castle. castle. You, you think, think it'll work? They need a miracle. Goodbye. I still, I still say that sometimes. I like, I like, I'll bid my students goodbye, and I'll like have fun storming the castle. My parents say that to me. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. It's I, it's I such a good line. I love your folks. Yeah. Me too. So when they. Uh, they go about planning how they're going to to get into the castle. I like how the wedding starts then, and and, and just the the preacher, the bishop, just delivers so probably ridiculous. one of the best. Wow! You could wow. The the marriage is what brings us together today. So you I, say that to anybody, most anybody, people. Yeah. People should know what it is if they hear that. I actually. That was going to be my best man speech to start off at my brother's wedding. And I, I told him, too. I said, like, I'm going to memorize this entire thing. And I'm going to do this for your wedding. His Only exact pro. response, don't you dare. <laughs> no, he should have gone with it. So while you were right? doing it, he, your friend could have been going, man, man and wife. <laughs> man and wife. Say it. He Wait, wanted no Nathan, part of it. you've got a wedding was... coming up. Uh-oh. <laughs> do, we, do we jump in? <laughs> Sorry, bro. I need the microphone for a second. I don't think we'll be. I don't think we'll be invited back. Oh, this might be one of our last podcasts together, boys. <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that that entire scene is so like it's iconic. just poignant and iconic. It's it, it's so funny, but also the the way they get in by setting Andre the Giant on fire for too long. <laughs> for way too long. It's way too long. Yeah, that actually might be the only thing that I find uncomfortable about the film with how long. He is ablaze. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, did they, like, douse his clothes underneath? Like, like you're going to roast up my giant. And physics is like, or not physics, um, Mandy is, like, really scared to do it. Like, he's like, no. It's like, right. light, him, light him up. Yeah, because they're trying to like strain, also like push him on the cart. But like, it, it's more like a, a fear based, like, oh god, I'm gonna light my buddy on fire. Oh, was that oh, it? I, I got the fact that they were like straining. Oh, I got it that they were like straining the cart, trying yeah, to maybe. like push him in. Because you know that getting all the guys to clear off though, a little bit flimsy, a bit. And I don't know if like this just like got me, but I have never heard the term Holocaust uh, cloak. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Luckily, he had one. Right. He's all like, if I only had a Holocaust cloak. And I'm like, what the hell is a Holocaust cloak? Oh, it's a MacGuffin that I found at Miracle Max's. <laughs> if it's a welly, let me have it. <laughs> uh, that was a little weak. I, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's it a, little bit, a little bit too much falling into place. But, uh, you know, 
They set him on fire. He pretends to be the Dread Pirate Roberts. The Dread Pirate Roberts. Is that the, is that is the only... for your soul. Is that the only, uh, like, boogeyman... Like, is this the only story that people know is the Dread well, Pirate Roberts? people know. I will be here and you, <laughs> you will not be here. People know who the Dread Pirate Roberts is. And, I mean, I guess this is, like, the one notorious fiend. And Dread Pirate Roberts is based off of Black Bart, a real... Right. But also, he doesn't leave anybody alive. So who's really there to say what the Dread Pirate Roberts looks like? Mm-hmm. So for, I guess, I guess for, you know, Fezzik to be coming in on fire. <laughs> and then, then he treats Fezzik like a, a Wookiee. Uh, Fezzik, rip his arms up. Oh, this key. <laughs> oh, this key. <laughs> oh, the ginger. Right. Yeah. Uh. And uh, yeah, they go inside, eventually find the, uh, the six-fingered man. Count Rudigan. Yes. After Princess Buttercup was rushed through the ceremony, which she didn't get to say, I do. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, quickly ushered off by her uh, parental in-laws. I love the king. The king. <laughs> he's so cute. He's, he's a delightful old man. But little, more, little, little, little spacey. Little nutsy. Yeah. yeah little, not all <laughs> she, there. She kissed me. <laughs> but you have uh, Anigo finally coming face to face with his greatest enemy. Christopher Guest and... It's a good little quick moment. Oh, right. <laughs> you finally get to hear all the time. He's like, you know, the whole. I will go up to the six-fingered man and say, Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And he kills, like, the other six. He's like, kill the giant and the one in black. Leave the other one for questioning. And he kills all four men. Like, well, like with grace and ease. Yeah, and the first guy that comes after him, he sort of trips up trips and then like back. stabs him behind. And he kills him. one guy, stabs him from behind, kills the other two, and then he's like still ready. And it's all like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Were were you going to do something? Mm-hmm. Let me but the guess let me is, allow you this chance." Guess pieces out. He's like, "All right, you know," <laughs> and just pass like I, I need you. <laughs> he's getting away. <laughs> but I love the uh, the running through everything, and he, uh, you know, obviously. Because when you round a corner, you take a knife to the gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, yeah. having six fingers is uh, extra extra dexterity. De- yeah. For it's a dex bonus. Knife. It's per- a dex bonus for yeah. throwing that knife, yeah. Precision yeah. is it's, on point. That's a plus five yeah. at least. Easy. Yeah. yeah. And that dagger, I mean, that's, that's it. But uh, this is one of the most satisfying scenes oh, of the film. Right. You know, when, they're, when they, you know, he stabs him. You know, in the... Uh, he deflects the blows. He deflects the blow, and then when he starts to get going, and then he, like, sort of falls down on the table, but then he starts parrying the blows to the beat that the music is at. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's intense. really cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then finally he uh, he kills him. After, I love the whole... Hello. Oh, God, that's so great. He slashes both of his cheeks. Offer me, you know, offer me gold offer or gold women. Money. Yes, Offer everything, me anything, anything I want. want. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Stop saying that! Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die! Now! Offer me money. Yes. Power to promise me that. All that I have and more. Please. Offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. 
And he delivers the same blows to Count right. Rudigan that he received from Count Rudigan. Yep. Uh, both, shoulders, bo- both, both shoulders, both shoulders, both sides of the face. Yep. Kills him through the gut. It's great. <sighs> I think it's. I was kind of watching it, thinking like, if there was like a, a like a like a top ten list of like most satisfying like villain deaths, this would at least make top five. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just. It's just fun. But of course, then Puttercup is uh, taken back to her room, and uh, Fezzik apparently takes a uh, a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. He just gets lost in the castle. Well, but there is a shortage shortage of perfect breasts in the world. It would be ah, a pity. It'd be a pity if you were to damage yours. Mm-hmm. Oh my darling Wesley! Oh my darling Wesley! She's trying to commit suicide with this giant knife, and <laughs> you know, luckily he's there. Stop! You know, finding her. I want to know how he found her room as well. Yeah, that's we'll chalk that up to a little bit of then we'll chalk Movie that out magic. to self igniting fire swamp. <laughs> that's true love. It, it just happened. True love directed him there because I mean he already is having trouble walking around. So Again, I mean, Mel Brooks could have just been like, "Hey, it, down." It's down there. Second door to the left. <laughs> there you go, kid. <laughs> so she uh, yes, she's trying my to. My son like, just killed the guy that killed me. <laughs> Thumbs up. I'm really excited. I'm really proud of him. They reunite. But then Humperdinck kind of like spoils everything and comes on in and, you know, he gives him this kind of like grotesque monologue on what he's going to do to him. To the pain. To the pain. I do like, like that monologue. First will be your feet right below the ankles. And like then, you know, then your eyes. Then your right eye followed by the left. Then your tongue. Yes, and I suppose my, my ears. ears. No, no. <laughs> your ears ah, remain. <laughs> so when you walk around every single day, you can hear women and children scream, my God, what is that thing? Only by your perfect ears. That's what to the pain means. That's what it means. He's like, I think you're bluffing. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Why, why is he so, like, Todd Sweeney about this? Like, and just, like, going crazy. Okay, like, oh, man, I'm going to do all this stuff to you, and I'm just going to leave your ears so that way you can hear people hate you. Like, Because he knows whoa, that uh, Hump Diggity is a coward at heart. He does, but, yeah. But also, if we have learned anything from movies, when the villain is monologuing, Kill the villain. Yeah. Humperdinck should have, I mean, like, not that you want Wesley to die, but Humperdinck should have just, like, stabbed Wesley while he was on the bed. I don't think, I mean. Honestly? Like, he was, he was Directed by Rob Reiner. Directed by Rob Reiner. I don't think that he really even has that in him to, like, because, I mean, for the movie version, like, he's not this, like, great, maybe he's a great tracker, but maybe not a good hunter. Like, killing the animal uh, no i said he's the greatest hunter in like in the land but i mean he obviously has prey prone right. that and are, ready to like ready to be killed and he's like nah, that are wanna... less smarter than he yeah you know that that are not as uh apt into you know and he just walking around and wielding 50 a sword. years of his life out of him wesley shouldn't really be up for anything actually like he should not be <laughs> drop your, your soul is this the Roman guard at Jesus's death going, oh my gosh, like three days later, he's like, oh my gosh, he's back up on his feet. Going, what, what is this? What is this? <laughs> hey, about about the other day. I'm yeah. Really but hey, sorry. I do love when he goes to sit down in the chair, how he does like grab up like his little like He's sitting down, he's all like, <laughs> and he, like rap. Sits down there. Like, oh, loving. I knew he was Oh, loving. I knew. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like after everything is fixed and you have, you know, him hog tie or not hog tie but he's like tied to the chair you have Fezzik saying like oh I found these white horses bind them as tightly as you like oh oh god that's a little too tight mm-hmm. but they escape 
on their horses. This is also that moment where, you know, Princess Buttercup is dropped from a foot above the uh, the camera and uh, under the giant has to catch her just right. My God, I could only the, imagine the, the score uh, that was oh, Mark Knopfler yes. of the Dire Straits. He oh. did all the uh, the music in that movie. Some better, which they actually than they they paid Rob Reiner to be in the movie to do the music. That yeah. was part of their like agreement. They had two agreements: one that they would pay him to be in the movie, and that the hat that he wore in Spinal From Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Yeah, it's in the uh, it's Fred in the Savage's kids' bedroom. It's in the bedroom. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah it's in the bedroom. What? It's hanging off the lamp. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something they, that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> but they right away, and then uh, True Love's Kiss. There have only been what to say? Like there's only been five recorded, you know, and perfect this, kisses. This blew them all away. This blew them, them all the away. So in the book, at the ending, and I, 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 it's again the book makes it so much darker than it really is. But in the book, you have one as they're trying to get away, and they free Princess Buttercup. Wesley starts to fade. Like his vision starts to go, like he's dying. His forty minutes. He's are up. pulling the Back to the Future. No, no, not <laughs> he's that. Pulling good. Marty McFly. He's not that good. Marty, it's your kids. <laughs> so he starts to fade, and Nigo, his wounds reopen up after he's like fixed, and then Fezzik gets lost, hmm. and that's it. That's the end of the book. What? I like the movie better. It ends yeah. there, but there is like an aside where you know William Goldman is like, I think they end up together. They should be okay. <laughs> and that's really it. Like it's left like You're that. You're writing a book. Like just make it that. Like that's it's weird. left like that. It, well, okay, but like uh, he based it off of another story from like F. Morgenstern or something. So uh, you can say that again. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can say that again. All right, guys, so with you can say that again, we definitely try to find the best and the worst lines in a movie. It's going to be so hard. So hard to find a best line and even a worst line. I had a hard time trying to find something bad about this movie. But we definitely try to find those those favorable lines and bring them back to you. What do you got? I feel like I've been true. Oh, sweet Jesus. Don't do that to me. <laughs> this, this was the point of my intro. I didn't have to go now. Uh, okay. All right. I could do it. I okay, go. Um, it's hard to find a best line because there's, there's just so many. so many of them. And there are quotes from this movie that I use weekly weekly <laughs> in my own life. So the, the, yeah. the scene where Buttercup you know, jumps on top of Wesley when he's on her bed, uh, when he's in, during the rescue scene. And he says, gently, gently, gently. like that's, a, that's something that I will use if like I bobble like a dish or like a piece of pizza is going to slide <laughs> off my plate. I'm like, oh, gently. But for me, uh, it's Peter Falk's last line where mm. uh, uh, Fred Savage says, well, you know, grandpa, maybe you can come over tomorrow and read it to me again. And he turns to the camera and just gives that, that Columbo stare and just goes, Grandpa, maybe you could come over and read it again to me tomorrow. As you wish. And that always tugs at my heart. Jack just went with the feels. He did. He did. They're the realest of my feels. That's. Did you Did you know that that last scene was uh, refilmed? It's the only scene in the movie that's not filmed in England. Well, it was they. They refilmed. They 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 reshot it in uh, Los Angeles because Rob Reiner didn't like the way. That it was shot when it was in England. If you look right. closely at his hair, it's not grayed up mm. um, like the rest of the time. He probably just got off the set of Columbo and it was like, 
He's like, he stands up at the end and he's pulling like the grandpa, like, ah. Uh, Okay. Like, what did I leave? Uh, What did I leave? I only walked in here with my glasses, (laughs) but what did I leave? Pops into Weatherly Weatherly Originals. Yeah, yeah. Weatherly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. You, uh, You be the sicky. I'll come back. My least favorite line is got to be from just the albino because he's not, uh, it's not really doing it for me. And I don't like that he like, does the, <coughs> don't even try. Oh, I, th- I thought it was a nice little piece of comedy. I thought it was okay, but like, it just, uh. it's, it's a callback to the book because the albino in the book is supposed to talk in all whispers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's supposed to be making fun of that. Where am I? The pit of despair. Don't even think. <coughs> Don't even think about trying to escape. The chains are far too thick. And no dream of being rescued. I thought you didn't like that? I thought it was we're, funny. We're also talking about like picking a bad apple out of like the first pick right. of the I harvest. Agree. Like I love yeah. the lines in this film. So it's like, yeah, take your pick uh, of the few that are just, I guess, not fantastic. Yeah. I would I would say... Or maybe... Uh, no. I don't know. I mean, again, like, right. It's really hard to try and pick, like, a bad line. And I'll get to my favorite line. But the a bad line that I do not necessarily enjoy is um, the six-fingered man is doing the whole, like, took me nearly half a lifetime to build it. Now, this is for posterity. Please be honest. I hate his little dialogue of, like, trying to, like... Now- be truthful. How did that How feel? did that make you feel? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. I didn't like it. I, I it wasn't necessary. Or <gasps> no, I take that back. I take that back. My worst line. It's right before he he goes down into the pit of despair, and Humberding's like, Tyrone, you know how much I love watching you work, but I've got my country's five hundredth anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder. And Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. Get some rest. If you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. I, I don't like that line. It didn't add anything. I mean, you just had something really funny said, and it's almost like you're killing it. I think my worst is um, is the Dread Pirate Roberts Fezzik. You know, his whole monologue is, I'm the Red Pirate Robber. It's hard to listen to. It is. It, it's hard on the ears. And, and you sort of, you you love Fezzik so much at this point that it, it just, he's not pulling it off for, mm, for yeah. me. Um, Stand your ground! I'm the Red Pirate Roberts. There will be no survivor. No? Not yet. My men are here. I'm here. But soon you will not be here. No. Light him. Plus, I that that whole method of them to clear out the gate was kind of flimsy. Yeah. Very. Yeah. How about a how about a best line? Well, honorable mentions. Because uh, there's a lot of them. Here's my 30 honorable mentions before I get to my favorite line. Uh, and just the, the scrolling of lines. <laughs> Half I have, the dialogue of the movie. I have one favorite line and uh, my honorable mentions as I set down the entire Princess Bride script. As the Academy my... Awards are all just clapping through every single one of them. They're like, gosh, I can't keep clapping. 
No, my honorable mention real quick. I thought when Robin Robin Wright, uh, the the passion she says, I died that day, mm. is so like powerful because she really committed to that moment of like, no, 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 no F right. you. Like, you have no idea what I've lost, even though, I mean, I just sold my You mock my pain! (laughs) You mock my pain. Never do it again. Uh, But yeah, like, just, man, she delivers that line really well. Okay. Um, So that will be just the one little honorable mention. But my, I think my favorite is uh, never, you know, never mess with a Sicilian when death is is online. Your back was turned! (laughs) Ha ha, you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> My dad and I quote, I mean, we quote this movie a lot, uh, but that is something that we very often say. I'm gonna have to go with like Miracle Max. I I I really laugh at all of his little lines. They're like, "Oh, look who knows so much." <laughs> but I, it's it's like almost like a tie between the whole like liar, liar, back off, witch. I'm not a witch. I'm, I'm your wife. wife. <laughs> but it, I think it's the I don't um, be that like I'm gonna call the brute squad. Beat it, or I'll call the brute squad. I'm on the brute squad. You are the brute squad. I don't know why. I laugh so much at everything that is Miracle Max. It's very Billy Crystal. Like, it's, that's him. It's it, so good. Uh, it's like the um, the version of Hamlet that he's in with Robin Williams and uh, Billy Crystal is the gravedigger. I love his portrayal of the gravedigger in that because it's so funny. Well, Mandy Patinkin said that the only injury, and I don't know how true this is, but he said the only injury sustained during the filming of The Princess Bride was a bruised rib from trying to stifle his laughter during that oh, that's scene. that's so funny. That's kind of funny. I believe it. All right, all right. So, uh, cut it out. Ooh, let's get it. Cut it out. What were you thinking? Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. And you've got to cut it out. Guys, with Cut It Out, we try to find any part of a movie that could possibly be taken out, and it wouldn't detract from the overall story, and it could still be really, really good, no matter how small, or even possibly even like cutting a character. And... I'll be damned if I'm going to have an easy time. It was hard. This is hard. It was hard. I had to go into this movie with the knowledge that I would have to find it, cut it out, and that's... It, it almost, yeah. like, it almost like kills a, a part of you. This has like at least a little bit of layups better than the quote. Because like, I feel like the dialogue is really fun and just so mm. memorable. Right. Whereas the scenes, I'm like, okay, rewatching it, you know what? For story's sake, I'll go first, I guess, is, honestly, the fire swamp, you already mentioned it, if, honestly, you can kind of take it out. It's not that bad. Well, I'm not saying I'd like to go to summer home here, but the trees are actually quite lovely. Yeah. Now, granted... I, I, everyone is like, all right, well, I'm turning this podcast off. No, 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 no. Is this that. the brownies like, again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I guess. Because I am not afraid of you. You can take this out and just kind of like either replace it with, I mean, they could just literally walk up and Humperdinck's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I mean, this is just kind of fluff. Okay. It's good fluff. I like it. I, I mean, it's entertaining. It's, it's even, filler. Yeah, yeah. But like them 
battling the fire, battling the uh, the sand, and then battling the rodents, all to kind of like wind up in the same place they're gonna wind up anyways. Yeah, it's this or the the honorable mention is which I'm sure it's probably gonna be one of your guys's uh, is the uh, the fire uh, Fezzik on fire. Hmm. Mm. Mine. Um, it's just it's it's too weak. Mine is the asking his father for guidance scene to guide his sword um, to find the way into the pit of despair. To me, that was a little too hokey. How else we get moments? And I mean, I I will I will believe self igniting swamp fire any day. <laughs> really? But at this point, like now, we're getting sort of supernatural with the you know supernatural. Guide my sword, father. It's what is it? It's it's a uh, it's katana sword from. Uh... Suicide Squad. The father's yeah. soul is trapped inside. Yeah. Sword of Omens. Give me sight beyond sight. Yeah. You need go? Father, I have failed you for 20 years. Now our misery can end. Somewhere, somewhere close by is a man who can help us. I cannot find him alone. I need you. I need you to guide my sword. Please. So that that would be mine. Uh, they could have found, they could have orchestrated a better way to find the pit of despair. Or just watch the albino, like, go to the tree and yeah. do it. Not then... jogged his memory, maybe yeah. quite so hard. But the, the guiding the sword is was kind of hokey. Mm, okay. yeah. Mine is a bit uh, weaker than all those put, com- you know, together. It's not really like cutting out a huge importance. We took all the good ones. You, you really did. Cut out Fred um, Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out the sick kid. No, I'm just Listen kidding. Here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no. It, okay. So I mean, I think definitely an honorable mention is uh, setting Fezzik on fire to do like you know the Dread Pirate Robert's plan. But you take it out like how? I mean, it, it kind of detracts from everything. Like getting inside the castle. It's before that though when they're like up above and they give him the miracle pill and they're like crawling on their hands and knees to like try and make their way down it's it's just so weird where like Fezzik is talking he's like Indigo I hope he win Indigo what I hope we win I don't know it's it's just a small little side. I try to find the most innocent thing to cut out because I don't want to cut anything out of this movie okay mm-hmm. but yeah that that would probably be just uh, it, it's just like a, it seems a random uh, sparse of dialogue that doesn't need, that doesn't seem necessary Boo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need, to, we need some sound clips of that. Uh. Boo! Boo! Uh, Your choice was another. <laughs> it is one of probably out of the movies that that uh, you guys have done and the movies that I've been involved with, which is fairly short. This is would be one of my all time favorites out of the pick. This is a near and dear film to me and it's so the replay value of this is so strong mm-hmm. i can watch this a lot i've not watched this as much as drew but uh <laughs> i can watch this a lot i've, I've watched it a lot <laughs> but it's a good movie it, it is a good movie but uh you know how much would you rate it though oh man jack Jack. Oh, no, uh, you, Jack always has interesting rating systems. So if I had to send my four fastest ships <laughs> in all the cardinal directions to try to track down my love for this movie, 
I would send all four of my all fastest, four ships. Yeah. fastest ships. This is four out of four fastest ships to, mm. to really drive home my love of it. Drew? I would give it... I, I'm going to give it a uh, a strong eight and a half inconceivables. Out, out, of, of, how, oh, out, out of ten. ten. I'm going to give that thing an eight and a half out of ten. Mm. Maybe a nine. Mm. I, I do love this movie. Mm. You know what? Eight and a half is inconceivable. It is inconceivable. Nine, nine. nine inconceivables. I was going to say, I would drink both of the, the Iocane powder. <laughs> the because, so you could die happy? So, so I could just let this be the last film I see because I loved it. I, I bet my life on it. Oh my gosh. You know what? In a few days, our, our little boy's getting married. Oh, a little, little boy. boy. I can't wait. You can't wait. Kaya. <laughs> you already have a baby. Does, does Brooke yeah. send you with a lock of hair every time you come to one of these? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh. So Nathan's going to get married on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And uh, we're excited for uh, for wedding uh, festivities. So, you know. You guys are invited. I do too. Is that, is that it? Yeah. I hope you yeah. guys are coming. I, are, we, are we coming, Jack? Mawat. Ah! <laughs> uh, maybe there is going to be Mawat is what the... brings us together today. Today, just because I I I get to shout man and wife from the back. Man and wife. Say man and wife. So, guys, we uh we may or may not have Nathan for the uh, coming episodes in October. Maybe we'll it's uh we'll see we'll see if the uh, the timing is right for him having uh, newlywed festivities. But uh, you know, some sort of honeyed moon, honeyed moon, in the in the arrangements. But guys, uh, as written in the charter, as written in <laughs> the charter. When we do come back, though, we're gonna have a uh, a lovely music episode. Not musical. We already had our musical with uh, Sweeney Todd, but music themed genre and old school and old school. Old school, yeah, a little bit. This is this is for some of the. Uh... Not quite as old school as the princess. Well, yeah, not no, no, as old school as the princess bride, but but I don't know. Just that, uh, mm, like my brother's high school age and me, kind of going, "Oh, tell me about that movie." Shut up, Nathan. You know, like <laughs> that. You're not cool enough. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that. Don't worry. We'll have another episode of of uh, Drew's Clues put out oh. there. Drew's Clues. Drew's Clues. Drew's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, thank you for joining us for our adventure-themed episode with 1987's The Princess Bride. Mm, such a good film. This She kissed me. <laughs> she kissed me. <laughs> guys, if you want to, uh, you know, find us on Twitter, we are at RealFeelsPod. You know, send us an email at RealFeelsPodcast at gmail.com. Take a look for us, obviously, already on iTunes and Podbean. Spread the word. Send your four fastest ships and tell all your friends to download and take a listen but guys hey we love them five star reviews landing gear, landing gear. five yeah. star reviews is kind of like a nice as you wish to us oh that would be good oh mm-hmm. yeah. as you wish as you wish 
So guys, send in those five-star reviews and definitely take a look at our uh, our Patreon, you know, take a look for uh, patreon.com forward slash Real Feels Podcast. Get on there, join the tiers, become some of the realest fans out there, influence the show and what we possibly are going to watch. Get those uh, special uh, podcast uh, episodes that are only available on the Patreon. One of them is actually... Uh, coming out in a few days Ooh, ooh! it's uh inspired it's inspired by nathan oh oh, oh. lovely party lovely party. pity <laughs> wasn't invited <laughs> pity you weren't invited yeah that'll be a special episode that jack and i are doing and um we'll have a little fun with that so guys S- someone start a uh a subreddit of uh humperdinck <laughs> did no wrong <laughs> i want to read about that i want to see because if you think about it what did he do that was so wrong? He also, if somebody someone? could take all the lyrics out of Mo Diggity and replace them with Hump, hump Diggity. Hump Diggity? <laughs> what do you mean? He didn't do anything right. He had, he had planned to murder his wife. He had, I mean, he plans hired, and, you He know. hired Fezzik, or Fezzik Fazzini yeah, to kill her. compared to our last podcast <laughs> and everything that was going on there, a little, little uh, homicide a against little the homicide. wife is you know, sort of droll yeah, at this point. Perhaps. Guys, thanks for joining us again, and we will catch y'all next time. And remember, you're the realest and the feelest. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye. Bye bye.